This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by the Made to Measure Leggings class from SewHere.com. This online class brings ZD right into your sewing room to show you how to measure, draft, and construct a pair of leggings based on your personal measurements. Go to SewHere.com leggings to find out more and get access to all the videos and course materials immediately. That's SewHere.com leggings. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory. And I'm ZD. I didn't say my last name. We're both Donahue's. <laughs> um, well, today we are going to talk about some boat sewing that ZD's been doing. Yeah. Now that she's finished eating her potato chip breakfast. <laughs> I know. This is terrible. Every morning I've had this like really healthy breakfast and well. Pro- hey, it's a vegetable. Zidi's all like, I, I eat a vegetable every meal. With every meal, I, I eat, eat a vegetable. vegetable. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, okay. This morning it was it's potatoes. potato chips. Uh, so. <laughs> and onions. There's onions in there, too, I think, or onions. Oh, something. yeah. There's, like, onion powder. Yeah, some garlic, garlic powder. Uh, yeah. Garlic and on- fire-roasted garlic and onion. Yeah. Kettle-cooked potato chips. That, this does sound good. Hey, look, non-GMO. There you go. They're verified. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so, ZD is going to tell us a little bit about the boat sewing and then the wonderful pictures she sent me on vacation. <laughs> was I on vacation or was oh, I back? that was when I was doing embroidery. When you were doing yeah. the embroidery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well. So, you, I don't know if I'll talk about that on you this wanna, podcast or not. But. You, oh, oh, I thought we were talking about that. What? We think that well, this that is, Oh, well, I don't know if that was from the V-Birth song. I don't know what that was from. I discovered it during embroidery. Right. So let's just talk about your embroidery project okay. that you did. Okay. All right. Let's and then do that. Get into that. Okay. So my husband and I have these, you know, what are they called? They're not, they don't call them life jackets. Yeah. It's they call them personal flotation device. Is no. that, yeah, PFD. PFD. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what we have are these very, it's a very skinny, like, collar vest. It's like almost just a collar. And then what makes it a vest is the strapping that goes across the back. Mm -hmm. And it's not really um, buoyant. It has a CO2 cartridge in it. And if you... Like pull the ripcord. If you pull the ripcord, you you can pull it to inflate it. You also can set it for a sensor. There's a sensor in there where like if you fall... In the water. If you fall in the water and it gets wet, it blows up. Well... I don't, we don't do that because we wear them on the paddle boards. Yeah. So in Missouri and many other states, mm-hmm. your paddle board is considered a vessel like a boat. Some places they have to be licensed. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. A, like a real Yeah. Yeah. Actually, ju- just like, yes, yeah, just like a boat or whatever. But um, in Missouri, they do not have to be licensed. How cool that the regulations on paddle Right. Boards. But it is required mm-hmm. that you wear a flotation um, device. You know, device like this that inflates or you can inflate or you wear a, what a more traditional life jacket. Now, this is weird. If you have the life jacket, you can just keep it under your shock cord on your board. Yeah, it just has to be on the vessel. Right. But if you have one of these that is a pull the... Oh, okay. You have to be wearing it. Makes sense. Okay. Well, we had one of these. Okay. Mm-hmm. We, had, we had one and... Um, 
I started wearing it. My husband was wearing like a belt configuration one, like yeah. a fanny pack. I know that fanny pack means different things in different flotation fanny places. Pack. Yes, yeah. but anyway, but you know, it was the pull cord thing, right? Uh huh. So I had this one on, and I wore it one day, you know, and I was like, and then I realized I continued to wear it and forgot to take it off after <laughs> I was on the paddleboard, and it's that comfortable, right? And it's not hot. You know, there's nothing, like, that encumbers you, like, under your arms and all this, whatever. So, for Christmas, one of the marine supply companies had a deal, like a two-for-one. Uh-huh. So, and, and they're, you know, they're fairly expensive. They're, like, 100 bucks or more. Right. You know, they started at, like, $100. And this was two of these for $100. Now, they were exactly the same. You only had one choice, and it was ah. this sort of gray... You know, just plain gray, and it had some um, chartreuse lettering on it, right? So I got those for Christmas for us. And, you know, they've been wonderful. The problem is they look exactly alike. And you and Jerry are very different sizes. The only <sighs> thing that was – okay, we have, like, the same size well, chest. Well, true, true, but okay? you different heights, yeah. But, like, our waist mm – -hmm. okay, so my waist happens to be smaller. <laughs> I'm not – not by much, but um, so you can't just like pick one up and put it on. We were like putting one on and going, oh, this isn't mine and taking it off yeah. or whatever, you know, or trying to put it in a spot where we, um, you know, knew we left it or like, you know, this is the home for this one. And this, But it, it didn't work, right? right? You know, because we would take them off and throw them down or whatever because we were having too much fun to worry about stuff like that. So he's like, I think we need something where we can figure this out or something, you know. And I'm like, yeah, I think, you know, I could, like, embroider our names on the collar or something like this so that, you know, we can just pick them right up and, and whatever. And then when I was watching my sailing um, Uma, Uma. Yeah, your Uma sailing person. I, they had the same issue sort of that and this was their what they call their wet clothes like when it storms yeah. and stuff you know and it was their slickers and they had basically that on the, the between the shoulders on their slickers they had their initial uh -huh. like a big initial you know she well, had an embroidery machine on her boat i don't <laughs> i don't know how it was I, I couldn't tell like how it was, how put, it was put on, on like if it was you know just like drawn on or mag you know because right. I, I thought about that i could magic marker the sucker sure. if i wanted you know <laughs> i mean there was a lot of different ways i you thought you know what we don't have yet is like a vinyl cutter right i know you know i know you and know. i think about one a lot I yes so anyway i mean i thought about a lot of things like i thought about just putting like maybe a charm of some sort mm -hmm. you know at the collar or a button and then i thought actually i only have to mark one i could True. leave one unmarked and have one marked you True. know whatever just so you could you know somehow recognize one but what's the fun in the that other. well right you know and and then I got, like, scared because I was like, well, I don't want to screw them up. They're rather expensive. Sure. I don't want them to look stupid, you know, or whatever. And it's funny because they pull apart. Like, they Velcro apart oh, okay. the whole thing, okay? And, you know, this thing that blows up inside looks like the thing you get on an airplane. Mm -hmm. The vest sort of that goes around your neck, you know. Right. That they say, pull this cord to inflate or whatever. Except that it's covered by you know, this nylon um, for, for these. I don't know. I guess just to protect the plastic 
inflatable yeah. part yeah. mostly. So, because after you inflate it, you have to take it apart. You know, take the little canister out, put a new canister in, oh, so then refold this plastic back into that. I was wondering if they were a single-use no, 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 thing or not. Just the cartridge. Okay, well, that's cool. So once you blow it, you know. there you are have... things like that that are single-use. Am I right? Like, I, I seem oh, to remember. That... I would imagine that the ones on the airlines are. Well, sure. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, in fact, this one I think you could also blow up with your mouth. Yeah, you could. Like... Okay, just like, yeah. you know, on, a, on an airline. So anyway, you know, I, what happened is I kept bringing these back and forth from the lake and I would never put anything on. I thought maybe I should just like take an embroidery floss, you know, and put an X on one or something like that or, you know, magic marker underneath or, or what. But anyway, I finally decided, ooh, there's these like, you know, one and a half inch straps that make the back of it. They're big nylon um, like a webbing. Webbing straps, you know. I can put a name or an initial or something on that with the embroidery machine. It probably will fit under there real easy, you know, whatever. So, anyway, I'm like, oh, what color? And I thought the colors really should be different for each one because that's part of the recognition is yeah, right. what color do easy, I see, you know, peasy. whatever. Well, the chartreuse being on, you know, the front, I picked that same neon chartreuse for Jerry's mm -hmm. and you know these these straps make a V yeah so on you know the one you know if you're facing the back of it the one on the left just as you would read I put a J and on the right I put a D right uh-huh and that chartreuse and I used with his like more like the military like the stencil look pot. yeah it looks like you know when you stamp Right. Fragile or explosive. Right. Well, yeah, on and the they box. do that in military too. <laughs> a lot of times they'll use that sort sort of thing, you know. But anyway, so they look really cool, you know. And I did it, you know, worked out. Except when I started to stitch this, okay, we had not embroidered for a while. And <laughs> Mallory and I, you know, use the quip both use the same equipment. We might not be using the same piece, you know, sure. the same one at the same time or whatever. And I go to stitch this J, right? <laughs> and I wind up, honestly, with a dot. Like, it didn't move. Okay? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. What has happened? Wait, yeah. so your machine wouldn't move. Right. So the embroidery arm, you know, somehow it wasn't moving freely. Yeah. So did were you just like, I'll just let it keep going? Or did you push the stop button? I I did. I okay, hit the stop okay, button. Okay, yeah. But it was <laughs> just kind of like a big, it was like a big period, a big dot. Like uh, on, you know, what, and, you know, I kept, and that is how the letter kind of starts out. Sure. Okay, sure. On, like the, on the hook stitching. of the J, right? And I, But then I'm like, no, it's not moving. <laughs> so I hit it, and then, of course... It was bound up underneath, you know, to the bobbin thread, and I had to get out, you know, um, I got out a dental pick, and I got out a razor blade, and I had to cut, like, this thread from underneath, right? And then I turn it over, and I look at the bottom of the embroidery, and there literally is a round wad <laughs> ball of lint. I mean, it was a ball. It looked like someone had felted it, and I guess it did get felted. Like, did someone, I don't know, sew some carpet on this machine or I, something? I don't know who would do that. Who is sewing carpet? I don't know who would on, do that. On the machine. I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. Or, like, cushions for a boat or something. I, I don't know who would she do that. She sends me this picture, and 
you know, of like all this lint. She's like, look at all this lint. And I'm No, I didn't. I didn't say anything. I just sent bull, the picture. I will I? look at the text. I didn't say anything about lint. Mm, um, you didn't have you didn't say anything about lint because it was a picture of lint. Yeah. Like found you said you said our destiny. Yeah. Did you see this? Yes. So de- not our destiny like in life. It's our destiny okay, machine. You, you <laughs> sent it on Friday at 8.18, and okay. I was on vacation. You were. And then on Saturday at 9.08, our destiny, no period, did you see this? And I'm like, yeah, what am I supposed to do? Come home and clean the machine? I'm in, like, Maine. You know? You're supposed to say something like, oh, my God, we're awful. We need to clean our machines more often. No, or I, You're just supposed to recognize it. I said, yeah, I haven't been sewing. <laughs> I think it looked like that denim stuff said, you were sewing on. It looks like some upholstery lint to me, is what I said. How, can, how would you know what lint it was? Yeah. I'm, I'm so pretty much sure that we're both glimpse, equally equally an, guilty. An in-depth glimpse into When's the last time you the cleaned the machine? aggressive um, Well, you know, it's probably sometime when I posted a video of it, which would have been like <laughs> the beginning of the pandemic. You right, know. that's what um, I mean. So we haven't but done who's, anything. who's been sewing the, the, the carpet? I don't no. know what carpet you're talking we, about, really. I the was carpet not you've been cutting carpet. with the rotary cutter. Have you only been cutting it? Yeah, you've I don't sew it. it. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. So no, I no, I was, I was, I was spreading it out equally, sure. thinking, look what sure. we, look what we did. I was sort of like in the mindset of it was the pandemic. We were just you like didn't communicate that. Okay. Um, I just think what message. what it is is like. <laughs> The whole last 18 months have been a blur. Well, no, and actually what I, you know. Right, so you've gotten out of routines and things. Then what we started talking about is I was actually getting ready to get our machines serviced at the beginning of the pandemic. That's right. Convenient, eh, Mal? Uh, No, (laughs) I swear. And then it was the time of like, okay, are we like actually doing curbside? You know, can I just put these machines in the back of my car? And, you know, I'm all about the curbside stuff. For the rest of your life. Actually, like, I I know, like, I I have the perspective of a, I I have, we've run a retail store. You think you have perspective. Okay, we've we've established that. You have perspective. Perspective from a retail point. When you get someone in your store, you have the opportunity to sell them things. That's true. So I understand that me, like, just backing my car up and having a tech take the machines out of my trunk doesn't offer the retailer the opportunity to like sell me some needles or another machine and so I, I understand that that's not great for the retailer right. um but also maybe it is kind of good for the retailer because sometimes it is good to just like you just need your sometimes machine you spend okay. a lot of time on people <laughs> checking in their machine that and, and you're busy yeah you know you I mean and and you know that it's not going to be an opportunity. Yeah. So sometimes, sometimes I, yeah, the curbside. I think it's it's got its place for right. sure. So maybe anyway, you should have to qualify for before. curbside. Like you know, you do, you fill out a questionnaire and right. then you go, oh yeah, just like you qualify to adopt or, a dog, right? As a retailer, you can be like, would you like me to bring you out some needles when I pick right. up your machine? There Is you there go. Anything else you need? There we can you put go. Put it together for you and have it ready when you get here. Sounds okay. Good. So um, but yeah, I love I love curbside um. For a lot of reasons, especially if you're driving around with some kids in some car seats. Especially, I that. remember people being like running in the store and be like, "Can you come get my machine? Because I have kids in the car seats." I'm like, yeah, like mm-hmm. who wants to bring in the car seats and the forty pound machine? Right. And you know, blah blah blah. So anyway, uh, I was trying to get the machine serviced, and we we clean our own machines. We probably don't get them serviced as much as we um, 
like professionally like we tell you to do because we feel like we can well, get in our machines deeper. we also deeper. know how to take them apart. Yeah, right? we, we can get in there more. Um, so it was like I felt comfortable that it had been more than a year, right. but we should – it's, it's a good idea to get them all professionally serviced sometime soon. But, yeah. So ZD tried to start embroidering these but this straps. Was, I mean, this was a riot. This was a ball. You know, I've never really had that it happen before. It was like a perfect ball, and it was encapsulated, you know, so it had, in the bobbin In the thread. stitching, yeah. Yes. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so bizarre, you know. And I'm, like, doing surgery on this. And I can't believe I didn't take pictures, but... I, I was because I was so enthralled. I'm like doing surgery, you know, to take this embroidery out. And then I'm like, okay, gotta take this sucker apart, you know. Right. And of course, it took, you know, one thing off. And I'm like, no, I'm gonna have to take some more, yeah, some off. more stuff. Yeah, off. <laughs> gonna have to go deeper. Oh, was my it God. a little satisfying? Well, yeah. Okay. You know, okay. I mean, if anybody out there likes to pop, pop pimples, pimples, it's you the like same thing. Like you're pulling the stuff. So I, I did use like a dental pick because it was like coming out. Yes. Yeah. It was the mess. And then, of course, I got in there with um, like a, a, um, a Q-tip. Or? Yeah, a Q-tip. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, cotton swab, whatever you want to call it. And got in there and really, you know. You can twirl those suckers and get so much it out. Is. It's, it's just cotton, amazing. It's like baking cotton candy, Yeah, right? it is. It's just, like, amazing. Well, let's take a quick break and come back and talk about the process for embroidering them. Sure. After you got over the traumatic lint. Um, I, I wasn't. It, it wasn't <laughs> traumatic. I thought it was sort of comical. You were on vacation, and you took it the wrong way. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Edie, wouldn't it be cool if everyone who listened to this podcast could learn how to make perfectly fitting leggings directly from you, the leggings expert? Well, yes, Mal. That's why we produce the Made to Measure Leggings class. I teach anyone, no matter their age, ability, or gender, to make perfectly fitting leggings based on their measurements. And if someone is feeling particularly generous, they can make leggings for anyone who they can get to stand still long enough to measure. You, yes you, can get immediate access to all the videos and course materials in the Made to Measure Leggings class by going to SewHere.com leggings. This online class allows you to complete the process at your own pace, and you own it forever, so you can re-watch it as many times as you need. Stop struggling with the leggings that roll down or sag in the wrong places. I'll be your guide as you create leggings that are made especially for you. No matter what your equipment or skill level, ZD covers everything from measuring, drafting, cutting, and construction on a sewing machine or serger in this class. Go to SewHere.com leggings and get started today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. And we're back. So actually, I mean, definitely the machine needed to be cleaned out, okay? <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. Well, you know, of course, of course. But let's talk a little bit about what you were using um, to do this. Let's let's talk about, you know, I don't know if we've you ever. You mean what I was doing to have embroider? We, have we not done a podcast on, like, embroidering on a strap? Yeah, I think we, we may. I don't know if we have or not. We've definitely done a broadcast on, like, what I use to do it. 
Do you I know think what I mean? there might we might have a video on doing straps. We got really into this actually. Uh, we were doing keychains. Doing keychains, mm-hmm. and my like sister, my sister-in-law, I embroidered one for her. It's got like her initials on it, and it's on this sparkly webbing, and. It is disgusting. I really need to make her a new one. Every time she comes so around, dirty. her you keys, she she loves it, you right. know, but I'm like, oh, man, it's aged. and But I'm- it really came, we made, like, one for Hillary, one of my other daughters, and then she's like, so Josh needs one that says this, uh, and Je- because they have, like, all these sets of keys for school and up. home. And- I remember sharing about this because we were like, we're not going to do gifts for Christmas, but then Hillary's like, so for Christmas, can you make me, like, 16 key bobs for all of my different uh, keys? And I was like, so is this a Christmas gift? Like, <laughs> but it, you know, like we color coded them so they yeah. knew which ones to pick up, and so one was a set of keys for Josh's school, and one of us a set of keys for her school, and then their car keys, and it was just you know all right. these keys. So when you embroider on webbing, whether it's on a life jacket or whether it's just like some loose webbing or something, a like strap that, on a purse, often a something like that, collar. a dog collar. Um, you know, if it's attached to something, like a life jacket, or mm. it's got a buckle on it because it's, right. a, you know, a dog collar you bought or something, you need to really be careful that how you prep your project, you're keeping that out of the way of your needle. Well, I had the issue yeah. of, was I going to pull the the cord? Oh, uh, you want to make sure your life jacket <laughs> doesn't inflate? Yes, yeah, I thought, wouldn't this be great? I'm going, you know, I did have sort of like... A cartoon be, of that in my head. That yeah. would be something that yeah. someone would bring a machine in and be like, right. so I was trying to embroider life jacket and the car and the CO2 cartridge right. exploded. And- but I thought, because <laughs> oh my God. I, okay, when I put this jacket on, yeah. the buckle, I think, is a little bit too close to oh, that. to the to thing. The, to yeah. the, right, to the ripcord <laughs> handle, you know. And it's orange, so what? I can't see it. It's like below my boobs. Right. Okay. You know, now it does feel different. But I'm always afraid that, you know, I'm going to go to buckle <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to pull that handle instead of the actual, the female part of the buckle, you it, know. You know, it reminds me of the, you, you don't watch kid movies as much as I do, but like the part in Finding Nemo where the puffer fish just goes, Foom! And, like, pops up. <laughs> right, know. right. So you have to make sure that those things stay out of place. And then also, if you're doing something adjustable, you kind of have to figure out, okay, you know, you need to mark because uh, the, the placement for you right. and Jerry you is need different to make sure, You need to make sure that you have. Now, I was lucky because this was on the non-adjustable place. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, I put it up. It's, it's like, at the, at the um, scapula. Right. Okay. And that part is stable the adjustable part is down below so you may have those slidey things you may have buckles got to keep those away okay or it overlaps i have a scapula tangent oh no i i have to i have to people will think this This was this was jump scapula yeah jerome we call him jum uh jerome discovered his scapula (laughs) so our kid like zelda wears clothes all the time she wears like lots of clothes to bed like Shirt, pants, underwear, socks, everything. Right. And then Jerome decides he wants to just start sleeping in underwear, which is, like, totally cool. Um, with no shirt. It, yeah. He's shirtless. With, with no shirt. Like, he's just sleeping in some, you know, tighty-whitey things. And so he moved his arm in such a way that his scapula pointed Stuck out. out. And yeah. he was like, Mama, what is this? <laughs> I was like, well, that's that's your scapula it's part of your body and he's like touching it and moving and he looks very distraught he's like 
I don't like it. <laughs> I did not like the how, it stuck how out. you can make it kind of wing out, you know. And he um, still catch him like doing it and touching his scapula every once in a while, and it just cracks me up that he he, he did that. tell me though, like the next day or something. I have a scapula. I have a scapula. Yeah, like, and I said, yeah, you have two. I don't like yeah. it. I'm sorry, I can't make it go away. I don't know what to tell you. It's kind of important. Okay, so that's my scapula story. Anyway, uh, you want to keep all that stuff out of the way, and you also. So, well, you shouldn't hoop this. Um, I webbing. did not. Well, one reason you don't hoop any kind of strap right. is because if you hoop it, you are actually sort of making a spacer in your hoop because it's you're too not big. hooping. Yeah. Well, you're not hooping the whole thing. Yeah. You're only hooping, you know, this this point and this point. You aren't getting a full hoop. So out it'll of be it. like really unevenly, and it, it won't hold well. No, it, it won't you, hold well. You'll. You have a really high likelihood of slippage. Absolutely, there. So even if you don't have a ball of lint, lint underneath, that's right. Yes. It could have been worse if you tried to hoop it. I bet, like, it would have like popped out of place. I'm, I'm sure I would have yeah. ruined the machine. Um, Absolutely. So you hooped some sticky stabilizer. I did sticky tearaway, and it's the and I hooped because I okay I was looking for the kind you wet. Oh, couldn't find it. I don't. I don't know I don't if we know. own it because I don't like it. Okay. I, we may I not like it. it. Oh, you like it? I do. Because I don't wet the whole thing. I just wet I know. certain I, points. I'll look. But what oh. if you had gotten your CO2 cartridge wet and well, it was. <laughs> no, I had that off. I had the sensor off. <laughs> Yes. So anyway, um, but that's a point. That is a point. It's if a you point. had the sensor on and point. you sprayed like water around uh, it, yeah. what would happen? Yeah, Poof. what would happen? So anyway, no, I used the sticky, which we sometimes describe as like contact type paper or fly paper ish or, or whatever, where it has a wax paper that covers the surface and that you have to peel back. And when you peel it back, it's, you know, this all just contact sticky surface yes, right yes, yes yes so what i do is i hoop that stabilizer wax paper side up that's right okay that's right. i i don't tear it off beforehand yeah so we've talked about this in another podcast right. that some people like hoop up their stuff and stick it under right like, unstick the whole thing right. so there's different techniques but that's not what we do so i hoop i hoop it while it's both pieces are intact and then okay I couldn't believe I did this right the first time because I hadn't done this. You know, there's a technique in scoring yeah. that that wax paper on uh -huh. top. And I was just so impressed that I made a big X score sort of in the middle. And I could just peel what I was like, I'm oh, my gosh. Despite all the garbage that I had in my machine and didn't follow my advice. Well, this was before you got to the garbage, though, right? Well, right. But I was still impressed with it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... Then you can lay the strap. So, you know, you attach all of that to your machine, mm -hmm. the hoop and everything. It So you have a hoop with the stabilizer in it. And um, I don't even peel it back until it's really in the machine. I might start it. Oh, I do. I You know, and I, I just start it. And then that way I don't get it dirty or use up any of the sticky or anything. So I peel it all the way off so that I can lay the stabilizer down oh, on my grid and then, like, um. lay the hoop down on my gridded cutting table mm -hmm. and then align my webbing. So you, like, align your thing while it's in the machine? Yep. And I eyeball it. Like, I just, like, oh, that's about right like that. Now, okay. I have already marked my webbing. 
I've already marked my webbing with a chalk mark of the lower edge where I want my, my um, you know, embroidery right, right. and the middle. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I just lay it on there. Yeah. So what I like to do in this case is I'll peel away the entire sticky. I, I just lay the hoop down on my grid and it's, you know, all squared up right. on the grid. And then I lay down my webbing along the edge of one of those lines just to make sure everything's, you know, parallel, perpendicular. Well, square. I'm lining it up. You just, you know, like, sort of with, like, with, I like, I mean, I'm it. eyeballing it, but I'm lining it up using the edge of my hoop and going, okay. Yeah. That's about that far away from it now. Okay. It's totally possible yeah. to okay. do. Yes. And, you know, then, I, then I'm then i ready for my embroidery. I have to center it or mm-hmm. move, you know, I have to move my motif, right? Yeah. And to so, make sure that I've got it centered or whatever. Yeah, I want to talk about this a little bit. We have the Destiny with the camera. We don't have the Solaris with the projector. But we have, like, super advanced embroidery machine. However, you don't really need that for this you you don't if you've got my thought was oh my gosh i have to get out a sticker i'd have to do all of this this is not this you don't have to use a sticker with the camera no it can just scan your hoop and then you can like yeah because i hate the stickers i'm terrible and well when i learned about the stickers i became when i learned more about the stickers i became a little bit more of a sticker fan but i'm not a huge sticker fan Um, well what i thought is I really don't need to camera this. All I need to do no. is trace the outline of the motive, which is a function on almost every machine that I know of, right? Because it's just to make, just sure, to make sure right. it's square. And I had my center point and I had my lower point. Mm-hmm. And I can send you know, my machine, my needle, to hover over both of those points, right? right. So that was the quickest for me. Yeah. You know, now, had I been doing something where I was on like the hem of a curved dress and and my motif was curved or something, you know, there's all different reasons, okay? Or there might have been a button or a snap in the way that I wanted to make sure I got around. Then I would have used my camera. Right. But this was just a flat piece of webbing. I knew where I needed the bottom and the middle of my motif to rest. Yeah, the camera is good when you're dealing with some kind of negative space and not That's all right. rectangles. Um, right. So if you can think about your project in terms of rectangles, you're probably good with perimeter trace. And the one thing that you may, if you're shopping uh, for an embroidery machine in the entry level, so this is where that kind of step up from the, I think it's the verve to the, gosh, I don't know what it's called now. Um, Used to be called like the Allure Plus. So like the verve, all it can do is trace the rectangle and then I think show you like the starting point. Whereas when you go up a step, you get that kind of nine-point mm-hmm. reference. So it'll show you upper left, upper right, lower right, lower left, center left, center top, center bottom. right, center mm-hmm. bottom, and center. And so that's kind of nice, especially on, like, your towels. Gail just posted right. some towels. When I do a towel, I'll just do bottom center yeah. and then go all the way down. That's what I do. That's kind of right. nice. And that's what you can definitely do that right. on the Destiny. So when you are – but when you're down in that – um kind of entry level to mid-level, that can be a feature that you don't always think about um, because a lot of times you're just thinking about hoop size um, that you may want to explore is how can I place designs with this machine? That's a good question to ask your dealer. The other decision I had to make here is did I want to use a topping? Mm -hmm. Okay, but this webbing was very flat. 
not very non-textured, textured. right, right. And I thought, I think I'm okay. And with the, you know, I chose alphabets that were, um, you know, no, I, I don't know if I want to say dense as much as, but get co good coverage. Also, and they weren't skinny. Yeah, you know, they were fat enough. And they were the size you wanted them kind of out the gate? They they were. Okay. Both of them on the large size were pretty good. I had to narrow up, I believe, the D. So this is... On a, both of them. The um, D was a little... Heavy. And, and it was no problem because my machine would narrow without, you know, taking out the height. Yeah, your... And the Destiny also, I think it recalculates stitches. It did. Okay. I mean, the stitches did change for me. Yeah, so so I that's think. something you won't get on entry-level right. machines is it won't recalculate Well, the and I also, you know, it had the choice of small, medium, or large. Uh, right, um, size letters. Uh, letter, and I picked the, the size that was appropriate, which happened to be the large. No, I could have used smaller ones, but I wanted the, you know, this is supposed to be easy to see for right. me. So I just want to say if you're working on an entry-level or mid-level, Start out with the letter size that's right. closest to what you want to be the final. And that's I think you do that on every machine. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't go willy-nilly, even if the Destiny is like, right. I redigitize it for you, you know. Right. So, okay, um, and then you stitched, and then you were confronted with your monster ball of lint. Right. And then you fixed it. And then I took the machine apart. <laughs> and I sent Mallory a guilt photo. A guilt photo. Which this, I guess I was that was okay. Niagara that was Falls. on her part. She decided it was a guilt photo. I did not. Right. I, I only that was you just, get to decide how you react. To that's a right. That's how right? she reacted. Yes. If I was a therapist, I would say, "Now, Mallory, <laughs> that's what, how you interpreted it." You know, your mother didn't okay. say, look, this so is a guilt photo. I should have responded and been like, is this supposed to make me feel guilty? <laughs> That's what we should have done. I thought you would laugh. I thought it would like be like a joke. Well, that was the night that Jerome, after 10 days of vacation, finally puked. Decided to puke. Finally puked. Okay. And, and the that, destiny And puked how would too? I have known that? No, no, no it was, You didn't tell me that like, before I said that. The destiny that. puked yeah. and Jerome puked. The, the destiny time. And 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 Jerome both had internal upsets. He was so good. Jerome's a big puker, everybody. And uh, he, we were, he chugged down two things of chocolate milk at dinner, and then yeah. we were in the room. They said they wanted candy, and I gave him. I was like, you can have this much candy. And Jerome was like, my tummy doesn't feel good. I'm going to throw up. And it took him to the toilet. It was mess-free. It was amazing. I was so proud of him. Shut it right great, down. Great job. Honor, huh? Okay. Great job, Jerome. <laughs> this yes, is scapula. not, this, and the, I, I should announce this is not a tangent, right? Okay, um, got a scapula tangent. Okay. Jerome has served us well. Yes, in this, thanks, Jerome. Uh, in this podcast, so you you didn't use a topping. What if you had started stitching and you're like, this doesn't look so great? I bl I believe I could have backed up on my stitching, right? Use yep. my little negative sign with the needle, or just start over at the beginning. Yeah, no, but what if I had a few threads on it? Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't even take yeah. them out. I would have just, right. and then I would have just, yeah, start or start go to the beginning, and I would have slapped down a little square of uh, topping, topping, and done it. Now, what did I do for the next one? Did what I did you do for the next? Did one? Did I go through this entire process? I don't think so. I did not. 
You were economical with the placement of your first piece of webbing. That's right. So. So then. So what I did is I, I just cut. So now I have, you know, the this stabilizer hooped, and it's got a little hole in it that kind of looks like a J, right? Because oh, I've pulled it. Pulled. Oh, so you? I just would have left it in there. Could you have left it in there? Was well, there? I had space? too much jacket. Too I would much. have had like two jackets. You know, I well, and I I wanted I wanted this jackets. It was know, too much. Right. Okay, okay. I mean, I felt better. You know, sure. I'm not even sure I could have done it because mm-hmm. of the way that it's on the collar. Yeah, it's a judgment yeah. call for yeah. sure. But so you had a little I, J I would have rather. So I had a little J hole. J stencil right. there. So I cut a little square that was out of my stabilizer that would encompass that J, mm-hmm. right? And I slapped it right down on that hole with the... Um, sticky? Well... I didn't know. It uses the sticky that's in on there, uh-huh, uh-huh. right? I slapped it down on the hole with the wax paper up. Yeah. Right? Okay. Because then I just peel the wax paper, wax paper off, away. and it's stuck because that's sticky stabilizer that you put so it on. So that's called patching stabilizer, yes. and that is, um, like, don't do it, like, more than, I don't know, two times, okay, everybody? Don't, like, patch, right. patch, don't, patch, don't, patch, don't patch, 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 right. Okay. Don't sharpen so, your needles. So, okay. I put, so I put that right over that, yeah, okay? Yeah, good idea. Okay, and I got my D for Jerry down here, uh-huh. right? So basically then I went to the ZD. I chose a different font, and I used uh, my signature color, and that is also... Um, the so here. The so here signature color. Is it green or blue? It's teal. Okay. Which is a mixture of both. Great. And that is also Toba's. Uh, ah, is that her signature color? <laughs> her signature color also. Okay. So what I did that time was, yes, I peeled off. This is why I only peel off part of the topping, Mallory. Yeah. Because uh, I'm fooling around with it, okay. right? And I don't want it to get dusty Good and less idea. sticky, right? So now I peel off the other half or the mm-hmm. other side, and that's where the ZD got stitched. Right. So my name and my initials are the same, ZD. Yeah. So anyway, then I was done and I was accomplished. And, I, and it came out dead on balls accurate, okay? <laughs> like both of them. And just- it's like... You know, I didn't try this on, uh-huh. but I wanted it to just sort of lay on the scapula. Like, yeah. so if you're, and, and we'll put pictures, yep. I guess, in the podcast yeah. on the, uh, but I was like, oh, I'm so impressive with this. And I didn't even know what I was doing. But yeah, the, I went, despite all the filth in our machine. I just want to point out, so you used the five by seven. Right. I and used, the four by four. No. Or just the five. No, I just used this one, the smaller one. The, I this thought one? it was five, but yeah. Five. This is four by four. Oh. It looks bigger. That's, That's five bigger by seven. Than four inches. Well, yeah, it's bigger than four inches. Yeah. It's got a. It's called foot yeah. room or okay. whatever, right? So, what you do when you embroider is you always use the smallest possible hoop. Now, had this just been straps? Yeah, that's okay. What I wanted to talk about. Not yeah. hooked onto something, right? Mm-hmm. Not already you know, affixed to something that can find me in their movement or something, I would have laid down the strap and I would lay down the other strap. At the exact same time, I would have laid them next to each other and then I would have embroidered one and then I would have embroidered the other. That's why you take took off all of it. 
Yeah, so, right. so I... But um, I knew I was going to have to do this in those stages. Yeah, good strategizing there. You know, it's going to be different for every project. So when I was doing, like, whatever, 16 key fobs for Christmas, I hooped up a big old piece of sticky. In, right, in, like in a, a larger hoop. In a large hoop, maybe like an 8x8 eight eight or something. And this is, I think sometimes people don't realize maybe that's a, um, a context for a larger hoop. Yes. So obviously... The straps are small things, but it was really nice to have the big hoop in order to do multiple at the same time. And so I, with that, everybody was different. It was like I was using gold strapping, and then I was using green thread, and I was using pink, and then blue, and blah, 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 all that. So I hooped it up, and I did sort of like lay one down, embroider, took the hoop out, did not touch the stabilizer or the strapping, put another strap down, do it again, you know, because maybe I hadn't planned it all out ahead of time right. or something like or that. Or you could have ahead of time went strap, 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 strap on your hoop and put it in. Yeah, I think if there are too many, though, I wouldn't well, do that. Again, it depends on how long are the straps. Are they going right. to encumber are they gonna get something? In the way? Are they so, going to get bumped? Now, do you remember here? Uh-huh. And and see, let's see if we remember this the same way too. When we made. Frank's studio curtains, yeah. and we made button five thousand buttonholes on the top of these curtains to hang, and we hung them with like shower curtain rings. Right. Okay. And so we had all of these buttonholes to make, and what we did is we embroidered the buttonholes. Yep. And we got a big hoop with sticky. Yep. I believe we also put some uh, tearaway behind it because it, it was pretty fine fabric. I don't know, but I don't remember. I think that. we did, just yeah. thinking the fabric was kind of, you know, fine. And we play we marked where we wanted these buttonholes and then we took the top of that curtain and we placed one down and right. we stitched it. And then it stopped. Then we took the other one and placed the other one down. It's, right. So we wound up with this curtain, like, on this hoop. It looked like it was almost gathered on this hoop. Yeah, because it was pleated. All, yeah. Right, pleated, right, because all these buttonholes were done on this hoop. But it was so freaking efficient. You and, know, you really uh, blew my mind with that because you created a guideline in the software to show us where to line up the buttonholes and everything. I think we've done a blog post on this a million years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's Lisa's studio. New, new studio. New studio. New studio. Person. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> I, I, I think what I'm trying to illustrate is these techniques. Think about something you've done before. Or what? How is this similar to something else? Yeah. How does it work? You know, do I really have to, like, you know, do more of the manual buttonhole that's on the machine? Or wait, these are going to come out right. absolutely perfect on this oh, slick, fine embroidered. fabric buttonholes yes okay once again if you have an entry-level machine you're like oh i don't i can't do embroidered buttonholes this is where software can come in handy now i am not as well versed in the levels and pricing of software as i used to be i I also think that you can buy buttonholes that's what i'm saying like so so hold on right right so you can get a fairly basic software purchase buttonhole designs from right. someone right. and use those and you know we used to sell and there are buttonhole designs that are you know embellished oh right really yeah. from simple yeah. to complex right. um you can embroider the buttonhole on your jeans yes and it will turn out better it, it's a like lot of the one time of the be- well okay because it's, it's just like applique yeah I am a really good freehand applique, right? Yeah. I mean, I can I can make 
but there is nothing like an embroidery machine corner. Yeah. That can applicate a satin stitch. Yep, yep, yep. There, Absolutely. It's just, it's, it's, you know, the computer is programmed and so it puts it in the right place. You can um, get, we used to sell like the Sophia to people. And it was around seven hundred ish dollars, and then we had a pretty basic monogramming program, and it was under two hundred, you know, and that would really right. empower people Absolutely. to do so much with the entry level embroidery mm-hmm. machine. And so, anyway, I wish uh, people have been asking for us to do kind of a uh, an episode on embroidery softwares, and I just need to look at some of what's available. Because I know what embroidery softwares can do. And it changes so quickly. But I'd love to be a little right. bit more up to date on the levels and the pricing. And you know what? It's only gotten less expensive. It, right. Because, you know, you know you, the because, R&D has been done. Yep. And, you know, there's more out there. It's this more is, competitive. This is the type we of thing. We used to pay $5,000 yeah. for an embroidery program. This is the type of thing that It was the gotten, same way with, and, and also embroidery machines. Yeah, exactly. Basically an entry-level machine that you would get today that embroiders, you know, in 1998-ish or something, or even earlier, 1995, would have cost $5,000. Yeah, so you, you know, $5,000 machine in 1995, what's that today? Right. And then it's six hundred dollars today it's seven hundred dollars right. today so yes that's something that is that can be very useful um all right well i think that we'll just uh pop a couple pictures of these and we wore up. our jackets yeah. this week and someone actually noticed mine oh yeah and said oh what what did they say they said Oh, I didn't know you went by your initials. That's what they ah. said. And I said, well, I don't really, but, you know, they are the same as my name. Ah, uh-huh. right. yes. So, anyway, um, I was paddleboarding um, with my dog. What was I going to say about you in the in the lake? And I don't know. Anyway, I was going to say something. Smart. Well, there will be more sewing episodes about me in the lake and the you boat and the, the paddleboard and the dog and whatever, 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 whatever. <laughs> Yes. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, ZD, take it away. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com.